This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Good afternoon to you. I am Jason Kong. The pleasure of being here with Sam Peterson of Transitions Life Care. Sam, welcome back. It's Thank been a few you. weeks yeah, since we had you in the studio. Took a little time off, had some stuff going on, but I'm happy to be back. Excellent. And uh, Mary will be with us a little bit later in the program. She had uh, an engagement she had to take care of, but uh, I think she'll be here for the, the next segment. But we're going to kick off our show here with a discussion about a wonderful program that, uh, folks, uh, I, I think it, it needs a little bit more publicity, and that's why we're doing a segment here on it on Aging Matters. And we're going to be talking about the PACE program and eligibility. And to have that conversation, we're pleased to welcome Vanessa Wall. She is the Marketing and Outreach Coordinator for Senior Community Care North Carolina. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much for having me. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you. So, Vanessa, let's start a little bit. Um, can you just tell us a little bit briefly about Senior Community Care? Sure. So, Senior Community Care of North Carolina um, is a PACE program, and PACE stands for the Program of All-Inclusive Care for the Elderly. We are operated through um, our parent organization, which is Volunteers of America, which I think a lot of people may be more familiar with. Um, it is a nationwide nonprofit. So uh, you mentioned what PACE stands for, which is great. So let's delve in a little bit to the PACE program. So who could use PACE assistance? Someone who lives at home, but maybe they need some support, caregivers with elders at home, uh, home health professionals who want to help elders stay at home, who really could use that PACE assistance? Absolutely. Um, So PACE is a great program for folks who are living in the community who are finding it just a little bit challenging to complete their daily tasks or um, perhaps finding rides to all their doctor's appointments, managing and remembering medications, Um, folks who might be having difficulty moving around the house, they're feeling isolated, you know, they're looking for some social interaction. Um, But most importantly, the program is best suited for folks who want to stay in their own home, um, who may not have that natural support like family or friends, uh, but they definitely don't want to go into a nursing home. Definitely. So can you talk a little bit about uh, what PACE covers, like on the interdisciplinary team? Sure. So with PACE, we have um, an interdisciplinary team that consists of um, primary care physicians, medical specialty um, providers out in the community, um, transportation providers, physical therapists, occupational therapists, social workers, um, dietitians, and home care. So every morning, um, that team of individuals will meet and discuss the care for our participants. So um, we just address certain needs of individuals as far as if there's something that's happening as far as like if someone fell, we would be able to address that immediately and have them come into the center. Um, if someone had a appointment that they needed to go to um, last minute, we could provide that transportation. So they meet every day and talk about all of our participants, their needs, and how we can support them. 
Wow, that's such a huge interdisciplinary team to have. I mean, that's awesome. And this definitely sounds like a program that a lot of our listeners would definitely be interested in and could help them out. I know a lot of folks are looking to age in place right now, especially. Um, So can you talk a little bit about who qualifies for PACE? Is it income-based? It is income-based. So primarily the majority of our folks are going to be Medicaid eligible, um, what we consider dual eligible is someone who has Medicaid and Medicare. Um, the smallest portion of our participants are going to be private pay. Um, currently, our private pay amount is approximately around $4,800 per month. Um, so to qualify for our services, you must be 55 or older, live in our service area, uh, which is going to be Wake, Durham, or in a portion of Granville County. Um, be able to safely live in the community, meaning you know, someone who may um, not have advanced dementia, you know, it would be unsafe Mm -hmm. for them to live in the community and then meet the state's qualification for nursing level of care. Awesome. So what does the process look like for those who are interested who want to kind of apply for the PACE program? So the initial step would be, you know, usually someone finds us online um, or we get referrals from home health agencies hospitals, those individuals will call our intake line. Um, They'll speak to one of our enrollment specialists. We'll go over some general qualifications as far as income is concerned um, and talk to them about what their needs are and what they want out of this program. Um, Sometimes we get folks that call who just want, you know, strictly home care, but because PACE is all-inclusive, it does require that individual who's calling us to want pace in its entirety, meaning you'll have to switch your doctors um, to our primary care providers. Um, You don't have to come to the day center every day, but that is something that we offer. So I think when we get those calls, people just want to say, here's what I need. Here's what I'd like to have happen. Um, And then we just work from there. Great. So that's good to know that people, you know, need to know that they have to do all of the services that PACE offers, offers. They can't really kind of pick and choose what they'd like to use. Is that is that correct? Correct, yeah. A lot of times, you know, they say, well, I just want the day center. I just right. want socialization. <laughs> I don't really care about anything else. I just want to, you know, go ahead and have fun with my friends. Yeah. Um, but it does require the full participation in our program. Definitely good for folks to know. So I know you mentioned um, a little bit about a cost for a private pay, but does PACE cost to those who are enrolled other than that private pay? So the Medicaid um, qualifications are statewide. So in order to join any long-term care program in the state of North Carolina, they want you to have um, assets under $2,000 to qualify for those services, but PACE is a little bit different as far as its income is um, concerned. So, for instance, the cutoff for income to not have to pay for this program whatsoever would be $1,064. So, if someone makes $1,064 a month, this program is completely free for them. If they make $1,074 a month, they would have a $10 copayment per month, and it goes up from there. So we call that a patient monthly liability. Um, Individuals who may make $2,000 a month will still have, you know, $2,000, $3,000 all the way up to our limit um, of where the private pay amount would be. People still join because the cost benefit versus privately paying for services Mm -hmm. uh, outweighs what we provide. 
Definitely. So I know you mentioned, too, that you guys cover Wake, Durham, and parts of Greenville County. So are there programs like this across the state that are available to others? Absolutely. Um, North Carolina has 13 page programs. Uh, We just happen that is in uh, the Triangle area. There are um, Wilmington, Charlotte, Greensboro, um, a couple in the rural areas. um, And we work together to, you know, when participants move, uh, we always try to look for a PACE program in that area. They decide that they are moving in with family member that lives somewhere else in the state or even another state. we always want to keep them within that PACE program. Wow, that's wonderful. It's such a great program and opportunity. You know, I know it can benefit a lot of folks. Um, if someone's interested in getting some more info on PACE, or where could they go to see if there is a PACE program available in their area? So the best way would be to go to ncpace.com. Um, you can type in your zip code. Um, there's also a national PACE website where you can type in your zip code and find if there's a PACE organization in your state. Um, But for North Carolina, I would go to ncpace.com. Perfect. Excellent. Vanessa Wall, she is the Marketing and Outreach Coordinator for Senior Community Care North Carolina. You can find more about them online at seniorcommunitycarenc.org and that website that Vanessa gave us to look for a PACE program in your area is ncpace.com, ncpace.com. Vanessa, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with your hosts, Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Sam Peterson and Mary Lucas joins us now. Mary, how are you doing today? Surprise. (laughs) We're not going to mark you tardy. It's okay. Okay, You you have an excused absence. No big deal. Uh, But let's get to our next guest here. We're going to be talking about retirement and making sure that our finances are in order. And we're lucky to have back Brian Ritchie, who's a financial advisor with Ready Financial Capital. And Brian specializes in financial and retirement services, and he, you know, emphasizes the pre-retirement phase. Brian, thanks so much for coming back on the show with us. Oh, thank you, Jason. I appreciate the opportunity to be a part of your Aging Matters and helping seniors to find their answers for retirement. Definitely. So that's a great, great starting. You're just going to take my job today, so that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm late, and you're going to take over. So all yours. Um, you know, many listeners on our show are caregivers and taking care of loved ones who are aging or facing critical illness, but at the same time, they're also still working. And we hear about early retirement due to circumstances like taking care of a loved one, but what do the statistics really look like in regards to early retirement? A great question, Mary. Uh, We've done some surveys along with our marketing company, and one of the things that we found for retirees and non retirees is the fact that there are some seriously significant uh, percentages involved. Facing an early retirement, 43% of individuals uh, that were surveyed retire earlier than they expected due to reasons outside of their control, such as uh, unanticipated job loss, 
or health care issues really came up a lot as well. Uh, 20% were in health care and 17% on the unanticipated job loss. In the healthcare area, it might be long-term care needs, various forms of dementia, uh, challenging uh, diseases, and arthritis, just to name a few. Definitely. I think I'm sure that with COVID, there's probably a lot more people in that bucket Mm -hmm. with having to deal with the stress of COVID and taking care of somebody or an unexpected job loss due to COVID. You know, there's a lot of struggles that people are facing in those ways. So talking about this and really getting geared up financially and, and thinking about retirement is something that you should be doing all along. Absolutely. So, in fact, just to that note, uh, we are we're going to be working uh, and bringing out in June uh, a millennial program because we found in our surveys that nearly 60% of the millennials are now, because of COVID and because of the stock market conditions back in 08, 09, and seeing the volatility of the market, they're beginning to be concerned about what happens for their future. Most of them are very bright and have great jobs, but they're taking care of their families and they really aren't looking toward retirement which is only maybe in some instances 20 or 30 years away. Yeah, that's a great, that's another great point. Um, (laughs) You know, there's so many millennial caregivers. Sam does a bit of it. Mm -hmm. I do a bit of it. I think that um, that's a, that's a very new market for all of us to dabble in. It is, is the the age of a caregiver ranges so much you know Mm -hmm. it's not just people who are looking at retirement um it's all across the board so absolutely that's a great area to go into and maybe something you could come back on the show for we have a millennial caregiving (laughs) episode we would would, yeah that would be great i'd love to do that because uh we're we're learning as we go along with that process as well and uh, i think it's going to bring out a new avenue for a lot of people and give them the opportunities to not worry about their 401ks and all of a sudden find out that uh, they aren't going to get their full $300,000, but that the government might be mm-hmm. getting up to 56% of that money. Mm-hmm. And how do they take care of their uh, family members? And as you say, COVID is just one part of that. You know, you're looking at other issues for the future. We've had other SARS and they say there's more to come. So you're absolutely right. It's, a, it's an area that we really know very little about. But we're starting to experience and learn through and we'll love the opportunity as we get some more information and valid information uh, that we can come back to your show and help those millennials kind of have their parents and grandparents think about how they maybe should be having some conversations with their kids and grandkids right now. Definitely. I know that's something I think about pretty regularly. So what is one <laughs> well, of you're the... the better one in that regard. <laughs> Uh, what is one of the biggest threats that you feel people have in regards to retirement income? Well, that's a great question. And I think really the major one is stock market crashes, mm-hmm. uh, major reductions in their funds to live and thrive. Uh, today, we see the market at an all-time high, and it will probably go higher with the uh, stimulus checks. But next year, when people start realizing they can go back to work and they don't need all the office space and everything else, uh, pre-retirees, especially up in that age group, we're going to find that middle management may not be uh, the place they want to be or they want to be, but they may not be in that place anymore. And that stock market is going to, uh, we think, is going to have a significant drop uh, in market conditions like it did in 0809. And are people prepared for that, especially people that are retirees that find themselves in a place where e, they think, oh, well, our money will come back. It did the last three or four years. But how much did they lose along the way in interest? And um, are they prepared to try to catch up with that, especially if these other issues of health care 
or other issues come up that they COVID and so on that they haven't prepared for. You know, um, I was looking a few weeks ago at the Reddit phenomenon of um, <laughs> of the stock market and people that were putting all of their retirement into these silly stocks that were, you know, at little to nothing and then soar to $300, $400 a share, like GameStop and, yep. and the movie <laughs> theater. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought about it and I was like, no, 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 no. That seems like a very bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I totally agree with you because really what it's doing is there's a lot of people that uh, in the millennial area that are playing and acting to be day traders mm -hmm. and they really think they know what they're doing and uh, the markets are going to catch up with them and, and uh, that will also have an effect uh, on their long-term funding and their long-term gains, especially when it comes to taxes and how do you prepare for that. Mm-hmm. I think my dad, my brother tried to convince my dad to put his retirement money into GameStop, and my, bro my brother got a stern talking to about it. <laughs> um, well, you know, if you ever second opinion uh, on that matter, I'd be more than happy to help him because your 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 dad's making the right decision. Your brother is not. <laughs> <laughs> so, quick question for you: Does inflation impact retirement? Yeah, it really does. Uh, we go by the 3% rule right now, which really applies as a minimum for those who are currently living today. Who knows what the real cost of food, shelter, housing, insurance, travel, and taxes will be going forward. Uh, inflation is something you just don't plan on, and most people don't plan on. And in most of the retirement areas, when it comes to financial advising and planning, you look at the idea of 3 to 4% as being the inflation number now. And that's not usually put into a lot of places for people to think about what's going to happen in 20 years. That uh, that loaf of bread that used to be 99 cents is now uh, 3.99. And so, you know, the major things that seniors are concerned about, inflation will have a major effect on that as time goes on. And we see taxes only doing one thing. You expect that their your taxes are going to be going up or down, Mary? Mm -hmm. uh, up. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So there, that that's the answer. Inflation uh, uh, will be just a part of taxes. Excuse me, we just part of inflation. Are you trying to quiz me this this early in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I was already late. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why we're testing you now. <laughs> that was quick. Uh, I think many people fear they're going to run out of money before they die. You know, it's something that's on my mind. Mm -hmm. Even planning now is that truly a risk that we should be worried about? Yeah, it, it is. In our uh, surveys, it said 82% of non-retirees say that one of their major concerns is will they have enough money to live on. Uh, currently, the median age for women is 86.1 and 81.4 for men over uh, the country. Uh, and when you look at the idea of running out of money, we talk about inflation, we talk about taxes, we talk about the volatility of the marketplace. And really, we have to concern ourselves with the health care costs which can be astronomically high in the future as they already are going up again now. You're seeing anywhere from 8 to 19% increases. So absolutely, uh, running out of money is something you want to really be planning on now, Mary and Samantha and Jason. 
That's great advice, Brian. And we're going to continue our conversation with Brian Ritchie, who's a financial advisor with Ready Financial Capital. And we'll do that right after this. Stick around. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. If you have questions for the show, you can email agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Don't forget, you can always find more about Transitions Life Care online at transitionslifecare.org. Transitionslifecare.org. Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas and Sam Peterson, our guest on the line, is Brian Ritchie. And Brian is a financial advisor with Ready Financial Capital, and he specializes in financial and retirement services. And we're having a great discussion with Brian right now. So, Brian, oh, thank you, Jason. Brian, we've talked a little bit about income for life and looking at uh, how we want to cover that. So, let's talk a little bit about income that you need for things like maybe shelter, food, clothing versus income that you want, uh, which is kind of my preferred style of income, (laughs) if I'm being totally honest. Uh, But can you talk a little bit about the differences between those two? Sure, I'd be be glad glad to do that. Um, You know, when we look at our needs versus our wants, as you just said, at your age and all of you over there on the younger side versus our side toward the senior side, well, we look at it a little bit differently, uh, but yet at the same time, a lot of seniors really want to have a lot of things that they expect to have because they had it throughout their life, and why shouldn't they have it beyond, especially if their health is great? So when you look at needs, you're looking at food and clothing, uh, medical needs, insurance, taxes. These are needs. You have to be aware of them. You have to be prepared for them. As far as wants, you know, travel. Our hobbies, volunteerism, whether it be through church or through some other activity where you could just do and care for other people and maybe help other seniors. Uh, entrepreneurial business ventures, a lot of people look at the idea, you know what, I want to have a, a, a secondary uh, business uh, or I may want to just try something different that I never had before, 30 or 40 years with five or 10 companies or maybe even one or two companies and now I can do something on my own. I can try it. If it fails, oh, well, at least I've given it that effort, and I've put myself in a better place, both mentally and physically, and that's going to be a great have a great uh, deal to do with how long they live and how well they live while they're along so that they have a passion, maybe, rather than just work. A second education and spending a far greater time with your family and your grandkids. Uh, all of those things, to me, uh, our wants that I, we've heard from our seniors and retirees and non-retirees of really what's most important for them. Uh, and they just expect to have it. And if they don't prepare properly financially uh, and also in their uh, health and their working out and, and their relationships and all those things, you know, even through their, their church activities, all those things are so important to keep themselves in a vital place so that their wants can be met. 
Definitely. So when you talk about some of these things, I think it's good that we start preparing. And, you know, I don't want to have to worry about not having income for life and running out of money. Um, So why don't we shift a little bit and talk about how do we have guaranteed income for life? Um, Could you kick us off talking a little bit about hybrid life and long-term care plans? I know it's something that comes up quite often, but it's a very confusing topic. How do they work? Okay, great, great question. Uh, and yes, they can be confusing. That's why it's really important at Ready Financial Capital to us that we see everyone as an individual. We treat them as individuals, and we look at their all of their wants, their needs, their desires, and what they, what are they really thinking about? Is it important for a legacy? Is for maybe for their kids or their grandkids? Is it important that they want to accumulate money? Everybody wants to accumulate money. But what are you going to do with it? Uh, is, there, is there a child's trust involved? What might be the case? Or is it simply the fact that you really need that income just along with Social Security just to be able to make and pay your bills? All those things are important. So when you look at long-term care, as I mentioned earlier, with people aging longer and longer, they uh, one of the statistics say that by 2022, there'll be 100,000 healthy centurions all you need to do is look at this huge complex down in Florida and see people over 100 years old playing pickleball and golf and tennis and jogging and walking and dancing and doing these things that nobody would have expected even 10 years ago. You would even talk about someone being 100 years old. That seemed like ancient. Now today, a 65-year-old, if they're healthy, is living like they're a 45-year-old. So 100, someone that's 100 years old, it's incredible to be even talking about it. But right now, they're about 80. And you think, well, 80, but things are changing. Uh, dynamics of health are changing. So let's talk about a little further on that end. And there are a variety of different plans that are out today, uh, folks, that give you the opportunity to not only have a death benefit, but you have a living benefit with multiple plans. This means that if you putting your money in and you're investing it in some way, you're able to not only concern yourself with when you pass, or whether your loved one passes, but rather that if you have needs, especially what they call ADLs, assisted daily living needs, bathing, eating, dressing, incontinence, uh, things of that nature, and many others, there's actually six of them, then you'll find yourself in a place where you're gonna need some help. Long-term care in itself is a very expensive place as far as its initial cost, and it rises every year, and there's only about 11, Companies even involved with it anymore. Most of them gone out because the costs are just so high and they've had to pay so much in the front end. But these hybrid products give you, the, in many instances, guarantees of no increase in price for life. And they give you an opportunity where you put your money in, you get it invested. It's a reasonably lower rate, you know, 3 to 4%. But at the same time, that conservative rate gives you the guarantee and your loved one the guarantee that you are going to be able to live the life you wish not just in nursing home, but today more and more it comes to home comfort and home matters where you can stay in your home. And if you plan accordingly and work with the right financial advisor in the retirement area, the ones that really have gone out and been educated and trained toward that end, they're going to be able to show you there's so many different ways. You have independent care. You have assisted care. You have long-term care facilities. And, and most importantly, you can live at home, you can actually pass to the Lord at home. So in a case like that, all of those plans provide a, it can provide a portion of that income 
toward that long-term care. And if you don't, then you can pass it on to your beneficiaries and your heirs. That's good to know, Brian, that you mentioned that. Um, because in myself having conversations with patients and families, I, you know, I see a lot more people lately who have these long-term plans and I see how it can be so beneficial for families where they don't necessarily have to stress about finding placement or care for someone and worrying about paying for that, which has kind of led me to have some conversations with my own parents about it. And I know one of my dad's fears with some of these long-term care plans is that you put in the money and it, it could be like you either use it or lose it situation. But that is good to know that it's something that could pass on to your beneficiary. So it's not totally lost. Yeah, and a long, uh, yeah a long-term care plan, um, generally speaking, you can pass on your beneficiaries depending on the plan. But a lot of these hybrid plans absolutely guarantee you can do that. And I think that's what's so important because made, major long-term care plans in themselves are so costly and you mm-hmm. you just look at how the increases not only inflation but healthcare have gone up so high that I highly recommend to people a hybrid plan that's going to give you a living benefit as well as a death benefit and be able to pass on to your heirs. Definitely. So shifting gears a little bit, can you talk to us a little bit about annuities and how they work and what forms of annuities there are? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, annuities have become more and more readily available in multiple uh, areas. Uh, they they come everything as a simple promise that insurance contract will be for a specified period of time that you can leave your money in, or there's time that you can set an offer for growth potential and downside protection from market drops. Uh, they're all tax deferred until you use them, and there can be a real benefit of a lifetime withdrawal benefit as well. Uh, an immediate annuity, that's the first one. It simply is where you put a specific amount of money into an immediate plan. You'll gain a small amount of interest and a guaranteed income check from the company involved based on the amount of years you wish to have it. So in a case like that, within 30 days, you've already got your money. It's guaranteed. You get a small amount of interest on it, and you can move forward and use it as part of your income base to do the things we discussed earlier. The second annuity Type is called a fixed annuity, and this is an amount you put into a plan, again, for a specified period of time. But an immediate annuity generally is going to run you for your life or for the length of time that you put your money in. A fixed annuity, on the other hand, is compounded interest. And this compounded interest can give you a little better interest rate, especially far better than CDs of money markets today, which are giving you virtually nothing. In some cases, banks are actually charging you if you don't have $500 in your account, they charge you 5 or $10 just to be able to have an account. Well, a fixed annuity goes out and says, no, we're going to give you from anywhere from three to 10 years, as you put your money in and we're gonna guarantee you this amount of money. A very few of them will allow you to take some of that money out on withdrawal basis, but most of them are on the basis they want you to go for that period of time and then thereafter, that money is your money and you can utilize it in any way you can keeping in mind it's tax deferred, but at age 72, you do have to add that to your income. The more popular one today is called a fixed indexed annuity or an FIA. And there's a couple of different options with that. Uh, it's a sing- there's this, what they call a single premium plan where you set a, 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 excuse me, a single amount of money into the plan, you gain a good compounded interest, or and you may even gain a bonus um, and a guaranteed amount of payment for a given amount of years, anywhere from one to 25 years. Uh, then there's a, a, what we call option B, 
which is a flexible premium plan. I think those have more application, especially for non-retirees and retirees. Uh, you enter a certain amount of money in the plan. You can continue to add to your plan anywhere from 10 to as many as 20 years. Compounded interest, generally speaking, every 10 years, it's going to double it itself, and that's what compounding does. And in some cases, there's a bonus uh, that goes along with it, anywhere from 5 to 20%. You want to be careful to see whether it's simple or whether it's compounded. Simple interest is taking a penny and moving it, and the next day it's another penny. But compounding doubles your money every single day you keep it in. Uh, there's what they also call variable annuities. Variable annuities are, are tied to the market, and what they do is they give you a certain amount of, of the money goes in and is planned for a specific period of time with a guaranteed interest. The rest of it is put into indexes for you're basically in the stock market. The biggest problem with that one is the, the concern is when that market goes down, you can actually lose whereas in the first three others, your principal is, is guaranteed. In this one, there's a drop, maybe 10 or 20%. After that, they guarantee your money, but you can lose actually part of your principal. So when we look at the annuities as a whole, the one that has taken the greatest amount of increase for the, for the now is the, uh, what they call it, FIA or the fixed index annuity. You know, I wanna talk, we're running out of time, so I really wanna to touch on one thing real quick. Um, with the real estate market the way it is, it's crazy. Houses are going, you know, in one day flat with 10 offers on them. Um, I think there's a lot of interest in what's going on in the real estate world. Can you talk to a little uh, a little bit on um, reverse mortgages and how they work and how they benefit us? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm not a reverse mortgage uh, person. Uh, they are they're specialists that basically are mortgage brokers for retirees. And what they do in principle is to have you give a certain amount of money that is provided to you, and for that amount of money, you're able to go out and, and still live in your house and be able to do the things you want to do. We talked about earlier, the, when you sell the property, it's then given over to uh, your next of heirs, and that could become a very taxing and, and costly position. Also, the interest rate on reverse mortgages is significantly higher than it would be for any of the mortgages you see today. But for people who need to have the cash on hand, Mary, that is, a, that is one good way of doing it. Uh, uh, another way is what they call a, a viatical settlement or a life accumulation. And this is where people that have life insurance are able to go out and sell it based on their health conditions and get anywhere from 50 to 70 cents on the dollar. So whether it's reverse mortgage or whether it's uh, some type of viatical or life settlement, these are opportunities that seniors can use if needed and with the proper consultation by a financial advisor to help them to see what's in their best interest rather than someone who tries to just quickly sell them. At Ready Financial, we believe in the individual and what's best for them. And Brian, that's that's the great way to go about it. I wish we had more time with you, but we are uh, up against a hard break here. He is Brian Ritchie, financial advisor with Ready Financial Capital, and he specializes in financial and retirement services. You can find more information about Ready Financial online at readyfinancialcapital.com. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic.
This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas and Sam Peterson and you know, we always like to get in a, a check-in with uh, the two of you and see mm-hmm. how you're doing. We know, Mary, we know you're on a, a bit of a caregiving journey, so we always like to get updates on how you, you are doing. Definitely. So it was actually a great week. Um, I saw my grandfather for the first time, and for those of you who don't know or are tuning in to the show a little later in our journey, he is 94, has heart failure, um, multiple strokes, a brain aneurysm. Um, he's he's just on, we're on a journey with him. Um, but I saw him for the first time in a year uh, yeah. this week, which was so <laughs> exciting. I used to see him every weekend on Sundays for our normal meetup, and um, it was awesome. He's very serious, though, and <laughs> he, he's not a hugger, which is good, because I didn't want to get too close, yeah. you know, And but he's had his vaccine, and I've had mine, um, so we were able to at least meet, but I wouldn't have been able, like, you know, you, you go, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him. Zoom just doesn't cut it, yeah. and you can only see so much on Zoom, and especially when you're like, you're on mute. You're on mute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, there was things that I noticed that, you know, we talked last week about heart failure and a lot of things I noticed that mm-hmm. uh, going into the room and seeing, oh, okay, where, how much sodium are you eating? Right. What's Regina bringing you for breakfast? Mm-hmm. You can't be eating uh, Bojangles biscuit every morning. Um, but I think that, you know, a, and a lot of people are in the same situation of being a long distance caregiver, even if you're not long distance. Um, you know, I he lives in Apex. I live in Raleigh. That's not very long distance. But because of COVID, we've had to put on a different hat of being a long distance yes. caregiver. And um, I think something that has been really critical to us is including a caregiving team that, you know, that that helps us and is able to go in person. You know, he, we have a nurse aide that sees him daily and helps him with his regular mm-hmm. duties. We have a palliative care person, a nurse practitioner that comes in every month. We have home health that comes in every week. Um, so there's all these people. And then, you know, we do our own Zoom and meetups as we could, um, but there was people checking on him from a distance and that we couldn't have done it without that yes. and being able to kind of keep tabs on him. I know, Sam, you're on a similar yeah, journey. Yeah, we had almost the exact same thing, Matt. My um, grandmother, actually, a few months ago, she did have COVID and she was hospitalized for it. She's 92, so (laughs) only a little bit younger than your grandpa. But uh, fortunately, she did okay with the COVID. She was able to receive treatment for it and discharged home. But we were definitely at a point. And for those of you who don't know, she actually lives in Maryland and I'm in North Carolina. My parents are in South Carolina. So we really kind of had to figure out how we could get care for her because none of us were able to go and help her out really in the home. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we did get home health to go in there and help her out. Um, She had home health PT in there to help her prevent some falls and the AIDS. I mean, it was just wonderful and the info they were able to provide us with because Mm -hmm. like you it for me it had been almost a year since I had seen her and been able to lay eyes on her and you Mm -hmm. know we're just talking with her on the phone and sometimes she may not be able to always paint us a Mm -hmm. accurate picture of how she's really doing or what's going on and and you know sometimes it can be hard to pinpoint from her too what she really needs and Mm -hmm. what what she's looking for but having those that third party in there with home health and and the the aids we had private aids as well going in 
was so instrumental for us to really kind of figure out and get down to some other underlying issues she Mm -hmm. had, you know, other than COVID and kind of get a handle on that. And, you know, we kind of had some tough conversations too, like you did about diet and how we might need to change some things with that. Um, But, you know, it's just huge and was such a great help for us since we're not able to physically be there. You know, she's a lot further away than we'd like, but uh, was definitely beneficial for us. I think that you you touched on this a little bit, but keeping an eye for some changes or some things to that kind of trigger, oh, we need to bring in additional Mm -hmm. help. And it's things like weight gain or weight loss mm-hmm. you can kind of see that on a zoom call yeah um or the mail piling up if you can see in the background you know things are looking a little cluttered it might be a sign that they're not getting around Definitely. as easy um you know no one likes to admit they've had a fall but you know a continuing pattern of falls is something you know maybe we need to bring in pt or ot mm-hmm. to help out um but there's some things that you can look for even in a long distance zoom call that can kind of trigger oh we need to we need to bring in some outside yes. help you know Definitely. And I think, you know, even for us, my grandmother doesn't have internet, so we haven't been able to do the Zoom or things like that. But there's definitely things you can do over the phone, too, like asking some important questions. You know, have you been feeling, you know, have you noticed any changes or, you know, you know your loved one best. So maybe you can even just sense that there's some changes in the way that they're speaking. There may be for her, it was she was a little more groggy. She was sleeping a little bit more than normal. Um, So there's definitely things you can do over just a phone call, too, to help you understand. Yeah, making sure that you kind of keep an open eye out and look for Mm -hmm. some of those warning signs or some even subtle changes, um, making sure that you address that and are aware of it. Those are some very important points. So we are out of time for today. I want to thank our guests today, Vanessa Wall and Brian Ritchie, for their time. If you missed any part of this episode, you can go back and listen to it by going to WPTF.com. Click on the podcast button, and there you can find Aging Matters, and you can listen to this show as well as every other show that we have done in the past. On behalf of Mary Lucas and Sam Peterson, I am Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk traffic. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. For more information, log on to transitionslifecare.org.